and welcome to episode 88 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Rhode Island. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal. And today I'm thinking about the cookbook we are reviewing, Indianish by Priya Krishna. And I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five. And this week we're here again with our friend Tara. Always our favorite episodes. Cookbook yes. review. <laughs> and my name is Tara. I have three kids, ages five, eight, and ten. I live outside of Atlanta and I love trying out new cookbooks and I love coming on this show and talking with you all about them. Well, we love having you. And our goal with this podcast is to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. And here's how this works for our cookbook reviews. We decided that we we're just so in love with these cookbooks that we would cook from it, share the recipes we cooked, and then just let you know what we think. I'll make sure to have a link to that. Any recipes that we put on, you know, that we talk about, if they're online, not many of these are. Some are. Some are. And um, also a link to purchase the cookbook on our website, which, by the way, is dinnersisters.com. And if you want to hear our other cookbook reviews, we've done a few of them now. Uh, we talked about Small Victories by Julia Tertian in episode 21, Kochka by Bonnie Morales in episode 31, Sweet by Helen Go and Yoda Motolenghi in episode 38, What's Gobby Cooking by Gobby <laughs> Dalkin, episode 48, Zaytoon by Yasmin Khan, episode 59, Simple Cakes Review is in episode 68, and that's Odette Williams, and Molly Yeh. Molly on the Range, episode 78. And here we are, episode 88, with our brand new cookbook review. We have done a few of these. Ladies, we're getting I a mean, catalog. Yeah. We do. We do. <laughs> wow. I was just looking at that. I was like, okay, we've we've really, we've dug in here. So I am just excited to add to the list and finally review Indianish. And so we review, like Betsy was just saying, about every eight to ten episodes or so. So... You know, we've got a few under our belt, so this is a fun one to add. And like we said before, the cookbook title is Indianish, so it's like Indian with a little ish on there, by Priya Krishna. And Tara, you're the one who chooses the books, and you found this one like super quickly after Molly on the Range. And I remember reading this, guys, I remember reading this by the pool, which in Rhode <laughs> Island, it's like going to have a freeze warning tonight. So I have been... <laughs> reading through this book for a while. It's now post-Halloween. You know, not that I minded. I had a lot of fun with this book. So Tara, like what, tell everybody, what did you, why did you decide on this one? Well, this is actually pretty good timing to be talking about this book because I don't know if you guys are aware, but uh, we are, I think, two weeks from Diwali. Um, oh, and yeah. It was two weeks ago, crazy firecrackers up near my house. Um, it's always a lot of fun. And it's one of their bigger, I think, bigger celebrations in the Hindu mm -hmm. religion. Um, and it's the Festival of Lights. So it's a really big celebration. So it's pretty, um, I guess it works for us to be yeah, reviewing this book. Nice so, yeah, exactly. So close to this holiday. But I love Indian food. So when I heard about this cookbook, I think it was before it was even released. I was so excited about it because... We order Indian food every Saturday from oh, that's a fun. local, yeah, like a local place down the street. We do like street food. 
mostly um, something simple. My kids love Indian food. Anyway, so when this cookbook came out, I thought this is perfect. Now I can just make Indian food at home. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love a book with a story and I wasn't sure what to expect. And this really delivered. It was such a fun read. I, the recipes were really great, but also just her writing is hilarious. And she sounds Mm -hmm. (laughs) so fun. And she has this great story about her mom. Um, And it just made the whole book, just the whole experience of reading it and going through it and cooking from it. Really like came alive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It felt very alive. So I'm going to read just a little bit from her website here to share a little bit more about Priya Krishna. She's a regular contributor to the New York Times, Bon Appetit, The New Yorker, an author, obviously, of the cookbook, Indianish. She has a video series where she teaches the basics of Indianish cookie, cooking on Bon Appetit's YouTube channel. So Indianish, which is out now, was named one of the best cookbooks of the spring by New York Times, Eater, Food and Wine, Bon Appetit, and New York Magazine. All righty, Tara. So you were the one who chose this cookbook. So lead, take us away. What was your first impression of the book? Well, the book itself is really bright and colorful. It looks like a party. The photos are bright and colorful. Um, It's just, it's a party and a celebration of her family and her history. And also the recipes, they look very straightforward. Indian food has a lot, it has a lot of spices and there's a lot of components to it. But looking at the recipes, they didn't look quite as daunting, I guess you would say. So it, it the cook the recipes and the cookbook itself is pretty straightforward. Yeah, and actually, Tara, I was just looking this up. The illustrations are actually by this um, Desi is is the term that I was I had to learn, which is um, Indian American or from the subcontinent, and and, and um, she is um, a pop artist essentially and graphic artist and so she is like very acclaimed for all of her work her name is maria kamar she's also known as hate copy and so she did is the one who did all the illustrations for the book which i think is really fun yeah so that is definitely a collaboration yeah that's a neat component to add into the book Mm -hmm. so this reminded me a little bit of the andrea wins vietnamese any day because it kind of put food that we might think of as complicated or inaccessible within reach and kind of through the immigrant experience, which I thought was just so cool. So mm-hmm. Priya talks a lot about her mom and how her mom cooked growing up in Texas and also traveling the world. And there's just so many influences. And I love how she approaches this from a way that just reminds you that you can do these things at home and anyone can kind of find most of these ingredients and do it at home and mm-hmm. we should all try and all have fun and all delight in the in the food the same way she does. I completely agree. I think the Indianish piece is that these are not like 100% authentic recipes and there's some recipes that just reflect her mom's cooking style which include like mm-hmm. like a like an onion dip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah. some and some quinoa dishes, so I thought that was really fun. I you know, I was with you Betsy. I really dug into the story of the book. So Priya wrote this book with her mom as the recipe writer. And, you know, obviously, as someone who does a podcast with her sister, I love the idea of a creative project with her, your family. You know, so I actually kind of related to that, which I thought was so interesting. Um, And I can't remember if this is a book or an article I read, but she cooked all the recipes in the book one month in October with her mom. Oh, Oh, wow. 
So (laughs) at least four recipes a day. And she stayed at her parents' house and just like burned through all the cooking. And she did say, I think it was in the article. I have to, I'll find it and put in the show notes that there were moments where she and her mom had to take like a little break. But really, at the end of the day, she said she had a great time, um, and so I thought that was just really sweet. And it just—you can tell through all the co- the the narrative and the the head notes for the the recipes that, that really comes through. And so I think my first impression of the book is, of course, about the food, but also about the kind of project this is—you know, one that has deep roots in family and also tradition. All right, so let's talk about the recipes, though. What did mm-hmm. we actually make, Betsy? Take us away. Okay. So I made uh, quite a few things from this book. I will talk about Priya's doll, which is mm, one of the first things I, I wanted made. to try that. Mm-hmm. And I made it. She has notes uh, doing it on the stovetop and then also doing it in the pressure cooker and in the multi-cooker, you know. So I took my Instant Pot out and did it in there. Um, and that's a lentil dish. Came together super easy. So you make the doll and then you're making a chunk on the side. And that's like... Uh, on your stovetop, you've got some oil, and then you're putting in some like mustard seeds and some cumin seeds and some chilies, and then you pour that into or over whatever you're making. Um, mm-hmm. And the key with that is to you've got the oil kind of hot, and then you have to take it off the heat and then kind of do it. There's a technique that she describes in the book, and there's also that's available in an article that we will link to. So you're basically just toasting the spices and yeah, getting those flavors started, I mm-hmm. guess, with the oil. Yeah, and she says that um, you probably will burn the spices a couple times before <laughs> you figure out the timing on getting these, like, bloomed but not burned. There's, yeah, like, mm-hmm. a little bit of practice there. And so um, I thought that was kind of fun. And then I also did this – so she says, take this – chunk this kind of oil mixture and she's got a couple different ones of them and then pour it over nachos or just like pour it over things it gives you this kind of like delicious Mm -hmm. indian you know flavor seasonings so i actually made a sheet tray meal one day i was um had some leftover potatoes and some kielbasa and some brussels sprouts and things like that and i made that chunk and poured it over the top of the sheet bake Mm -hmm. and um it was delicious I thought that tip was especially great and something that I'll take nice. away from this book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tara, what did what did you make? I made the well, per usual, I made a lot of recipes in this book. <laughs> That's well, not a surprise. <laughs> I'm always an overachiever. But um and I've had this book, you know, I had it most of the summer and I've <laughs> I checked it out from the library three times. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, so I tried out a lot of the recipes. I'll be honest, some of the recipes I had to go by my own knowledge of cooking to kind of get them oh, to okay. the way I, I thought they should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were definitely a few that really worked out. One of them was the roasted aloo gobi. Um, my whole family loved the dish. It's just basically cauliflower and potatoes that are cooked and then you add a, I guess what you would call the, I guess like the chunk at the very end. And we just had it. I think we actually made the doll as well to go with it. Or maybe no. that was the night we made the matzo paneer to go with it. I think that's what we did. So we a lot a of nights, of, Tara. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, I cooked a lot from this book. But everybody in my family likes cauliflower and potatoes. So that worked out really 
well. And it was really, I mean, it looked really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the picture in the book, it it has a yellow color because it's, you know, it's crisp on the edges. It was really, really good. So we really enjoyed nice. that. And I also made, another thing I made was the Alu uh, par- Parathos. 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 Oh, Thank yes. you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, which was kind of like mashed potatoes that you stuff inside of like dumpling. It's like a dumpling with mashed potatoes inside and then you fry them. Um, my husband and I made these together one night after the kids went to bed because it does take some time, but these were outstanding. They were delicious as Mm. you can imagine, but yeah, they were really good, really flavorful. And I would probably make those again. Yum. So I made two of her bean-based dishes, the chole, which is a chickpea stew with tomatoes and onions. And you just, you use canned chickpeas. And so it only takes like 20 minutes, which was delightful. And it was really vibrant. And so one thing she says is that um, when you're making these recipes to use fresh tomatoes, even if the tomatoes Mm -hmm. aren't that great, and that it just adds like fresh note to it that you just don't get otherwise. And I really found that to be the case. And I was like, oh, it adds like a little bit of bite and acidity that you don't get from a canned tomato. You know, so normally I would cheat and use canned tomatoes, mm-hmm. but I was kind of glad I didn't. So that was a good thing to learn. And um, I also made the doll with the caramelized onions, which was like fantastic. We, I mean, I just like ate that up for lunches. It was... um you kind of do this layers of the rice and then the doll, which is um, the this one was white mung beans, I think, that she used that you kind of simmer a little bit with the onions and the spices. And then you make caramelized onions that go over the top. Mm-hmm. And it was she talks about in the recipe how it's one of those things where, like, as a kid, you just pick off the caramelized onions and mom would like slap her hand a bit. And I can tell why, because it was just really delicious. So. The doll dish had the chonk, which was amazing, Betsy. I'm totally into it. Um, and it brought things to the next level. So I I really, like, that's something I'm going to keep in my back pocket because that was like, oh. And you know what? It reminded me of that chickpea dish, Betsy, that we made last episode where you could do the oil drizzle on the top. Yes. I thought about that, too. I thought, you know, oil drizzles, that's a thing you now know what? that I'm learning about. Yeah, yeah. There's so. so many ways you could do that. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. thinking about right now with like sweet potatoes and cumin and oil. Oh yeah, yeah. That sounds That'd be amazing. delicious. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Kate. I agree that those oil drizzles were just super fun. I think the other things we made. I made the she had a broccoli cheddar recipe. A cheddar. Oh yeah, broccoli, I saw that. Which was really fun and just delicious. It had some sharp cheddar that you kind of melt over, broil over some broccoli that's been tossed in some red chili and garlic and a little bit of oil. I also made the caramelized ginger mushrooms that were very good. We had those as a side one night. And then I also made the, there's a recipe for lassies, which is just a yogurt-based drink, which is delicious. And some chai, also her mom's chai recipe. There are a lot of different things in here that you can just pull out and have fun with, which I thought was great. I will say, right. if you're expecting, like, the Indian food takeout menu classics, like my husband kind of was, <laughs> right? you will not necessarily find them here. There is the seg paneer made with feta cheese, which is that was awesome. Which is a viral hit. Yes. Like, that yes. one, if you're going to make any recipe out of this book, that is one that people just went bonkers for. 
And it's available online. So that's great. Mm. I thought it was really fun. And we really liked the food. And it was a way to kind of break out of that, you know, what you might think about as Indian food. So yeah, these and these recipes too, like Betsy was mentioning, like they're, they're simple recipes. And she even has a recipe for the pancakes that use Bisquick mix. Uh-huh. Oh, um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes, I tried those out. I didn't I make pancakes a lot. They weren't my family's favorite pancakes that I made, but I appreciated that she had a recipe in there using Bisquick. Her mother worked full time and would come home and make these amazing meals. And so they had to be quick, you mm-hmm. know? And so I think that's, you know, the the recipes, are, like I said before, they're very straightforward and they are pretty easy, very accessible. I will, though, I feel like I have to tell you about one of the spices <laughs> that I used um, in this cookbook. It's called Asa Feta, Fetia. Um Yes. You can only find it really online or in an Indian grocery. She talks about it in her videos. She talks about it in the book. And I had to double bag it because it was in a bottle. I had to double bag it after I opened it because the smell was so strong. And I had to eventually throw it away because it was it was causing my tea bags to have a certain taste. I mean, it's really strong stuff. So just be warned (laughs) about that spice um, because a lot of these spices, you know, are really, really pungent. So, oh, yeah. So it is actually I had to look it up because I was like, what is asafoetida? And it is a dried latex or gum from a rhizome. Oh, Right. So it is. Oh, yeah, it's okay. like a very specific thing. It is known for being per- very pungent. Betsy and I talked about those, too. I put mine in a glass jam jar. And, and that seemed to work. Yeah. So plastic is not going to do it. OK. <laughs> you need to have like something that's non-permeable. But once I put it in the, in the glass jar, it was fine. OK. Well, maybe you know? I'll pick up because it's not expensive. No, but it definitely like I would open my spice cabinets to be like, oh, OK. Yeah. And it was in my yeah. pantry for a while, and I opened it. And I was like, "Oh, that's a spice." So um, it's definitely. I think it's one of those undernotes that you may not notice right away if it was missing from the recipe, and and it's kind of optional, but yeah. it kind of adds that extra little like pungent kind of. I would describe it as kind of a um, very savory, almost like a garlicky with like a note of pepper kind of in there. It's definitely not something that you would normally. You may not have smelled before, but it sounds very, it smells very similar to an allium, you know, like the leeks and the onions and the garlic, mm-hmm. you know, that kind okay. of thing. I will say too, I have a friend who needs to go on a low acid diet oh. and her doctor recommend, recommended this. So really? when I was picking it I up could for see this, that. yeah, when I was picking it up for this cookbook review, I, I got her some as well because I was headed to the Indian grocery store and I found it and she was happy about that. But she said it's, it's in a lot of the like low acid cookbooks and recommendations for that so yeah well it's good good tip about the glass jar you're welcome that's my science (laughs) science teacher training right there find a non-permeable substance (laughs) then none of those molecules will leak out guys yes and go into your tea bags Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh my gosh so i have a list so james of course loved every bean recipe i made because he would eat beans till the end of time which is wonderful um and so but I still had some recipes that I was dying to try. 
I didn't make any of the chutneys. I didn't get into any of that when I really wanted to do that. There was like a peanut one that looked really good. Um, there were some lentil pancakes mm-hmm. um, that had like some fresh curry leaves in it. Betsy, did you maybe you were talking about making those? I don't yes. Know. Yeah. And I did pick up some fresh curry leaves. I am um, needing to make them. They're on my I know. List. So those looks good. And then Tara, I'm so glad that you mentioned the parathas because... That sounds really amazing. Yeah. And that was actually on my list. So I think, you know, honestly, it took, we don't have very large Indian grocery stores in Providence, um, or maybe I'm missing one and I just haven't been. Um, but we do have a fairly decent couple, you know, little ones that had just like everything I needed, or you can find it on Amazon. But other than the fresh curry leaves, I didn't find I was struggling to look for ingredients, which was nice. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just a little bit extra planning, but most of the things you can make, um, with not, not too much effort. Yeah. And if you do have an Indian grocer nearby, I would encourage you to visit it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did see that Betsy posted something on Instagram about visiting mm-hmm. the one that's I think nearest you, you Betsy, and it's massive. The one yeah. I think that you went to. Um, but when I looked up an Indian grocer. I think I had eight to 10 within a five mile radius of my house, but, um, going into an Indian grocer is not as intimidating. I, I actually had, it, it seems like people there are happy that you're there and they want to show you how to cook. Uh, at least the experiences that I've had, I had an old man one time grab my list as I was looking for things and he led me around the grocery store with my list and told me, Oh my gosh. He was like, you don't need this, but you need this. And like, this is my favorite brand. And it was so nice. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. It might be a nice field trip, um, to go to, you know, your Indian grocer, Indian Pakistani grocer down the street. Um, anyway, it's a, it's, it's a fun field trip. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so I did go to the Patel Brothers, which is right up the street from us. And it's a large Indian grocery here in Atlanta, but also uh, nationally, I think. Yeah, Uh, it's a pretty mm -hmm. pretty big thing. Yeah, it is. And I bought frozen lotus root, which was there, not very expensive, um, but I just couldn't fit it in to make the lotus root and jammy tomatoes before we recorded. So I will make it and I will share it on Facebook and Instagram when I do. All right. So speaking of Final Judgment, our rating, should you buy it? Who would want to buy it? What do you think? Betsy, what do you think? Okay. So I am buying the cookbooks because, as we've talked about before, I am putting together a little Dinner Sisters collection as a keepsake for myself, although it's getting large, as we heard in the preview. (laughs) I'm starting to second guess this. Uh, Might need a bigger shelf. Yeah. Uh, But anyways, I'm making little notes in the the front of them, and I think it's just nice. I would definitely get this for someone who I think wants to be an adventurous cook and appreciates, like, good art and good food and funny writing. It's just – it's fun. It's a fun book. Yeah. Tara, what did you think? Well, so this one I can get pretty easily at my library. Mm-hmm. Um, when I am wanting homemade Indian, I, I have a staggering cookbook collection. Mm-hmm. So I, <laughs> I decided not to buy this one. 
this is just a fun one that I might pick up on the weekend um, and do a project from. But um, as far as buying it for someone else, I think it would be a great thing to purchase if someone is wanting to try Indian food and they just want to step their foot into it um, because it's not overwhelming at all. The recipes are really easy. So, yeah. How about you, Kate? Yeah. So I ended up buying it. And I am really glad I did. I very much impulse. I mean, guys, am I, I feel like every time I'm like, I just bought it. I don't care. Yeah. Um, and that's what I did again. So there you go. Sh- shocker, shocker. But I am really happy that I did. So we don't have a ton of access to, to Indian food the way you guys do, I think, in Atlanta area. And I love making it. Um, I love having a resource to make my own. I think that's really fun. And, you know, also exploring a culture that's a big part of American life. You know, there are tons of Southeast Asians and people of Indian descent living in the U.S. And so I think it's really fun to be able to touch and learn more about their food and more about, you know, people in my community that way. So I think it's great. I would recommend it to people who uh, love Indian food, maybe want to cook more of it and want something that has already been adapted by Priya's mom to the American kitchen, you know? So I think that's great. Well, Tara, thank you. So happy to always have you on. And And thank you for having me. Yeah. As always. (laughs) Our, our, like, I don't even know how many cookbook review. One of these days we'll count them all up. (laughs) I cannot wait for the next one. So that's what's for dinner this week in this special episode. See you next time on the Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you. Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? Subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com for show notes, grocery lists, and other fun stuff. If you have some dinner or some cookbook ideas, shoot us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com. Lastly, as per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe. That's how people get to know us. Thanks and happy eating. Happy eating.